Welcome to the Realise Your Worth podcast. It's so good to be back. I haven't recorded a podcast since I think I was in my second trimester of pregnancy and I just moved house and all kinds of things were going on, which were the universe telling me to just fucking rest and not be in my doing state. So you could say I've been on maternity leave and now I'm back. So my little girl Gia is five months tomorrow and my goodness have I learned so many more things and relearned about self-worth and returning to worthiness. So I felt to record this podcast for new mothers, for mothers-to-be or for anyone who's just interested in learning about the transition from maidenhood to motherhood and how self-worth is really so crucial at this time. It is a period of time that's so vulnerable in many ways and particularly we are susceptible to falling into that old trap of not enoughness. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. One thing I will also share just quickly before we jump in is that I'm still very much working on upgrading my self-worth around perfectionism and if you listened to my first episode of the podcast I felt that I healed so much of that by just jumping straight in, launching a podcast, not even thinking about it, having no artwork and no jingle but I do have artwork now. I had a beautiful woman called Laura do my branding and I've been so itching to share it and it's so great to have a podcast cover now that feels so honouring of my work. And I'm also recording this in my partner's office while he is out and I have short space of time until I need to attend to my baby again. So perfectionism, out the window and doing the thing with the time that I have is what it's all about right now. So let's jump in. It's crucial that we have our wits about us when it comes to motherhood and recognising that we are the creators, we are miracle workers by carrying and giving birth to a child no matter how that has looked for each of us. We really are the epitome of miracle workers, miracle makers and miracle carriers. So isn't it crazy that we could ever think that we are not enough? But yet we do because the beliefs about not being enough, not doing enough are so pervasive and so conditioned but we are always healing them we are always becoming aware of them and returning to the remembering of the miracle that we are so the first thing that i've noticed is this idea of not feeling enough for me this came up actually first of all in my pregnancy when i was in a state of depression actually and i was kind of beating myself up around, I should be grateful and I'm not feeling grateful. I eventually returned to 
the permission that I have previously given myself, which is I don't have to feel grateful all the time. It's ideal too, and it's indicative of my well-being if I'm feeling grateful. But when I'm not, it's okay. It doesn't make me actually ungrateful. It just means I can't access gratitude at that time. But it also is a sign and a calling to address what's going on. So with all the work that I've done to remember, to keep remembering that I am innately worthy, as you are, each of us is, and that if I can't feel gratitude, it is no bearing on my worthiness and it does not mean that I am not grateful. If it means that I can't access it, then it's a sign and a calling to address something deeper that's going on. For me, thankfully, I recognised that I was really depleted in iron. I actually had a kind of message come through in my meditation that that was what was going on. And so once I got my bloods tested and it came back that, yes, I was ridiculously low in iron, it made sense. And it was also this huge relief and idea of, thank goodness I've given myself permission to not feel grateful. And yet I have taken my power to make a change, to address what's going on. As soon as I had my iron infusion, I felt incredible. I felt so grateful, so connected. And it was just such a beautiful reminder that, yes, we are soul, we are spirit, and yes, we are fucking human. And we have physical needs that need to be met. And if we are neglecting our bodies and trying to bypass with I should be grateful and let me write a list of all the things I should be grateful for, then actually it serves to make us suffer further. That's my experience because I've done it and many times I've sat with a list in front of me of all the things I should be grateful for and felt nothing. Not feeling grateful is not a big deal, but what I will add is use your discernment because if this is an ongoing feeling, then maybe there's something else going on. There's some kind of depletion. And um, that could be, of course, iron and on that sort of physical body level. Or you're feeling unsupported and it is an indication that you need to ask for help. So not feeling enough gratitude is not something to beat yourself up for. Then intuition. Again, this is something that we can really feel a lack with, especially as mothers who pride themselves on having a spiritual practice and connecting to themselves daily. So for me, my tiredness really interrupts my intuition and I believe it does for most of us. So feeling like I can't understand what's going on with my baby, why she's crying, what's distressing her, because I'm not feeling connected to my intuition and I'm not feeling like I'm connected enough as a mother can send me into more of a spiral. And what I've learned is that if I can't access my intuition, there is nothing wrong with me. It has not gone away. The antidote to really understanding and connecting with my baby is not to fucking Google shit. <laughs> I thankfully have an incredible community of women and I have several WhatsApp conversations of different mama groups and I made a promise to myself early on when Gia was born that I wasn't going to Google anything, that I was going to reach out and ask my community 
And I have to tell you, that has been such a saving grace because mamas are a wealth of knowledge and experience. Mamas who have had only one child or several children, when we share, we are so wealthy with knowledge and resources that if we're feeling disconnected from ourselves, the antidote is to connect with other women, to connect with other mothers. My partner does Google things and he comes to me from time to time, not as much anymore. But he's found something online that says, you know, it could be this and it could be that. And I fully understand that he would want to go and research and understand himself how we might be able to help Gia with what's going on for her. Because he doesn't have that mama community or the father community, unfortunately. And I feel like that's coming and the world is so calling for, for communities among fathers in the same way that us mothers have it because it is so nourishing and so important for fathers who are so committed to being hands-on. So when he comes to me with these things that he's googled, I try not to buy into too much of it. Yes, I might read things and I might just consider some of the information, but ultimately I'm returning to my community if I can't connect with my intuition. So it's not about getting down on ourselves when we can't feel connected to our baby and understand intuitively what he or she might need. And then there's the not enoughness of energy. As we all know, having a newborn baby and any baby, let's say, of any age, can be extremely tiring. And when we're breastfeeding, it is such a huge amount of life force that it takes to create the milk and to feed our child. Any breastfeeding mother knows that you have to eat so much more and you get so thirsty because the body is really nourishing the baby. And so we need to keep our energy levels up by really nourishing ourselves more than ever. And yet, because we are so tired, we often reach for the sugar and the caffeine and the things that we know are not ideal for us. But in that tired state, we have less discernment around the things that we should put in our bodies. And yet, we're just trying to get a little bit more energy back so that we can feel good. And as difficult as it is to succumb to the tiredness, much of it is, of course, a natural state of being as a mother. Again, what I learned in my pregnancy is when I was so depleted and iron, I felt so fatigued, something in me was saying, this is not right. This level of tiredness and depletion is just not right. Yes, I'm creating a child. I'm, I'm making a child. My whole body's making a child. But it doesn't have to feel this shit. And I'm just so grateful that I did actually listen to myself and address my energy levels. And so the same stands with having a child and feeling tired. I might not have much energy. And I might want to replenish my energy and I might reach for the sugar and the caffeine occasionally from time to time. That's okay. But ultimately, is this tiredness natural and understandable given the demand on my body? Or is it actually getting me down? Is it actually making me feel like shit? Because 
there's a difference, right? And so it's important, I found, to not let people say things like, of course you're tired, you're making a baby, of course you're tired, you've got a newborn or you've got a you've got two kids. Because it falsely validates the level of tiredness that we have and then potentially will succumb to, okay, well maybe I'm just supposed to feel like this. You know how you want to feel and you know what is possible to feel and yet we have to listen. Am I getting enough support? Am I getting enough help? If no, how can I ask for more help? What resources can I use? And get real with ourselves, like where am I not asking for help? Where am I really in the lack mindset, the not enoughness of I don't have enough help, I don't have enough support? Granted, many women don't, many mothers don't have enough support and it can be tough. It can be tough on yourself and your relationship, especially if you don't have family around and my partner and I don't have our family around and so it's definitely been a big journey, the tiredness, both of us. And yet we have done what we can to recruit help in the form of voluntary help and paid help. And it has absolutely transformed our relationship, our well-being, and of course that's reflected in Gia's mood and interactions and just the state of joy that she's in much more often now. So there's a level of acceptance that is necessary to be at ease with the tiredness. And that comes with recognising that we might not have as much energy as we used to have for other things. But what is the quality of that tiredness? That's what we need to really ask ourselves. It Does this feel like a never-ending, constantly chasing my tail type of depletion? Or does it feel like it ebbs and flows according to if my child is sick or if she hasn't slept well? And am I meeting my baseline of self-care in order to refuel myself and to nourish myself. For me, my number one priority with what I do with my time is meditation because I can meditate when I'm breastfeeding and often I am. Um, and it's not ideal because it means that, you know, it can be quite interrupted and maybe I don't drop in as deeply, but it's actually a beautiful experience to be so connected to source, like to be the source of the nourishment for my child and be connecting to source. It's actually a beautiful thing. And so for me, I am able to let go of, okay, I'm not gonna get like a consistent, uninterrupted 20 minutes of meditation, but it absolutely fills my cup. It's not to say that I still don't get anxiety and I still, uh, I'm not tired, I am, but my meditation is like my resilience training. It is absolutely, has become a non-negotiable for me. It kind of always has been for, well, for many years now. Um, but it's so crucial now, more than ever, because it's so evident for me when I've meditated and when I haven't, in how present and attentive I am with my child and the quality of my thoughts. Meditation not only nourishes me, but it also makes me hyper aware of those lack thoughts and the not enoughness that really wants to creep into my being and take over and spiral as we all know it does. And so moving on from not feeling enough 
there's not doing enough. We all know this very well, baby or no baby. And this has been a journey for many of us, I'm sure, to reorient to being before doing and recognise that whatever we're doing is infused with our state of being. And so, not doing enough. Yes, absolutely. I've learned this again and again and again, and I will continue to. Because things like routine and comparing what I choose to do with my child compared to what other mothers choose to do with their children. I have a friend, darling woman, who lives around the corner from me, and her daughter is six days younger than Gia. And she has always been an incredible sleeper throughout the night and during the day. This friend has, you know, um, been able to go camp. She went camping when the baby was six weeks old. And I found myself very tempted to, thankfully didn't buy into it too much, tempted to compare and to contrast and say, why am I not doing this? What should I be doing? And therein lies the temptation to spiral and to Google and to overwhelm myself with all of these things that I could be doing. Ultimately, that was not right for my baby and I still believe it's not right for my baby. She has showed me the kind of routine that she's needed and it's taken time and we had a very rocky start with some intense colic that, call it colic, everyone calls it colic, who knows, but she had some gut issues. She was pooing eight times a day and every time she was in the build up to a poo, she'd be squirming and writhing around and in such discomfort. And it was really distressing for her and for us. And she did not sleep during the day until she was four months. Yeah, not just this friend around the corner, but I've had other friends tell me that their babies nap for two hours twice a day. And I kept having to remind myself, your baby is not my baby. And what's right for your baby is not right for my baby. Comparison is really such a breeding ground for not enoughness. And especially as a new mother, I'm not doing enough to get my child to sleep, to soothe my child, you name it. And so we must be very aware and cautious of comparing our experience with our child and other mothers' experiences. And also, can I say that, you know, if we're having a really fluid, beautiful time with our own child and we feel that we've really got this, that we exercise sensitivity with other mothers who might be struggling Because we know how rife comparison is, we don't want to tempt other mothers to go into comparison as well. I have to say that because there have been times when I felt really in flow with Gia and I have noticed that other mothers have, you know, really been feeling like I don't have that. And that's the last thing that I want, especially with my self-worth work, is to put any other woman or mother in a situation where she feels less than. The other aspect of not doing enough, which I've found so really um, intense around these times, is the idea that I'm not doing enough to stand up for my rights, for what I believe in around these times, COVID era, the threat of our rights being taken away from us. Now, I've had a lot of fiery feelings around this, and from time to time, I will share things and post things about my beliefs. But I have mama friends going on freedom marches and just doing incredible things to stand up for their rights and for our future generations. And yet I haven't had the capacity 
during those times where the marches have happened or other things going on in the community to really step into our power, I've had to be really real with myself about where my energy levels are at. And a mantra that I gift myself when I'm in that state of I'm not doing enough is this is not my fight. It doesn't mean that it's not what I believe in. It doesn't mean that it won't eventually be what I put my energy into. But in this moment, this is not my fight. Honouring the natural ebb and flow of nature. There'll be times where some of those people who are standing up for rights, on freedom marches, etc. will not have the capacity themselves and maybe us who had sat back before then will have. So we need to acknowledge that the idea of not doing enough is really part and parcel of the ebb and flow of our energy and our capacity to do something beyond nurturing our baby because we know that that is the most important thing, should I say, after nourishing ourselves. And the last thing that I want to talk about, which is probably the biggest thing that mothers talk about, is I don't have enough time. For me, this is a huge trigger point and I absolutely have experienced that mindset, that energy, and yet I choose to not buy into and perpetuate the age-old complaint of not having time as a mother. And the reason is not because it's not true per se, but it's because it's a lack energy. I don't have enough time is a lack energy. And it suggests that my daughter has come along and taken something precious from me, my time, when in fact she has brought me what is most precious, the kind of love that I experience with her. And so it means that instead of being in the paradigm of lack of time as a mother, I have to be in the paradigm of creativity with my time, which means that I am not a planner, and I work with the ebb and flow of my child. I can hear her crying in the background, so I'm gonna finish this podcast very soon because my nanny is with her right now. I have a huge amount of creativity and creative energy moving through me at the moment. And it can be very frustrating because there might be hours on end when my child needs me and I want to create all of these beautiful things, but I have to return to the trust that when she finally does get to sleep, I will grab those moments and do beautiful things and I will use that time in the most actually grateful way. Thank you, thank you for this time. I don't know how long it's gonna last, but I'm gonna get out my paints and I'm gonna get out my clay and I'm gonna start making things and painting things. So I've now got my little Gia back and she's feeding because I could hear that she was really escalating and needed me. So here I am doing the multitasking thing, which is actually just beautiful. I love it. That's why I'm also recording this podcast at a time where I really do feel like I am embodying the nourished mother who's meeting her needs and above and beyond and, and getting the help she needs and all of those things. And of course, I wish that for every mother and I know that it's not always possible. Self-worth as a new mother is, wow, just infinite really and I can't touch on every aspect of self-worth as a new mother 
but I felt called to talk about the main ones. So as a new mother, it's so important to identify when we tell ourselves that we're not feeling enough, we're not doing enough, and we don't have enough, to remember the miracles that we are and that our babies are. As I always remind myself, and I will remind anyone who's listening here too, worthiness is innate, but self-worth is a practice. So our practice in this instance as a new mother is to keep being aware of where the not enoughness tries to creep in and keep returning to and remembering the miracles that we are.